Hello everyone. Welcome to Heaven's Lighthouse Ministry. As the word says, we shall come into his presence with singing and into his courts with praise and overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. We've just been we have been pursuing the things of God as they're written in scripture over the last two months, over two months now. And um, just laying the foundational things. For many of us, it's just a refresher. These are things that we have heard before. And we just needed to be reminded of. So we can, uh, you know, in, in many cases, we, are, we have even kind of strayed a little bit from those things. And I've not been, you know, been uh, totally submitted to them. And as we go back, we can do that. We can align ourselves with these foundational truths that are written in Scripture. So that, you know, the power of God, the blessings of God and the anointing of God can flow through our lives to do not only for our own personal things that we're looking to guard God for, but also for the greater work that he has for us to do in an expression to the people on the outside, the ministry. So that's what this is. We're very careful about how we go about this because we want to bear fruit. We just don't want to come to church and every moment, every minute. It, we're doing it um, very, very deliberate and in a conscious way, a very conscious way. But the Bible said that God does not give us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. And that's what we, we spoke about last week, about having a sound mind. And this is where the warfare uh, dimension is. When we are trying now to allow the Holy Spirit to, to cultivate newness, a sound mind, being aware that we're spirit, spirit beings. And not being influenced by the world system that is there, that is literally, you know, causing, is feeding our flesh, feeding the, the old nature that we, we um, you know, gave up when we went down in that water. Right? We want to continue in the things that are in scripture until the spirit man is so emboldened. Right? Our spirit needs to be strengthened. And, you know, with the, the whole system that the enemy has constructed outside to feed our flesh through mammon is a lot of the times it's preventing us from bearing fruit for the kingdom of heaven it's preventing us from being the people that god wants us to be and here we are now we are the ones that have decided to fight back right we have like or or faces our hands uh, we are in a stance in the spirit just like you would be boxers you know they go approach each other with their hands lifted uh, so they can hit one and so they can defend physically speaking and we are spiritual people so we're this is the way we're approaching this whole warfare thing we are um we're alive we're alert we're not allowing our minds to just um think on anything any random thought that either the world system or the enemy throw our way we begin to take that thing and begin to knead it like dough begin to Think about it and allow it to take life in our um, in our mind. And then we begin to give expression to it. And a lot of these things are not consistent with what, what's written in the word of God. So last week we were talking about how to defeat and win this mental game by the empowerment of the spirit of God. Jesus did that. He was the blueprint of um, this mindset that was dominant, constantly dominant, not week one week in, one week off. And that's what we're talking about here. And if we, if we truly construct 
what is written in scripture and allow this to be our belief system and allow the man to die, the flesh. You know, the flesh, we're talking about the flesh dying, but the flesh also has a mind that is, a, that is associated with it. And that's the mind that we have to condition by the power of God. And we're not going to give any space to the old nature, the Adamic nature, the fallen nature. Because we want to bear fruit for the kingdom. And this is the prescription of laying these foundational things. Like it's written in Hebrews uh, 6 from 1 to 3. This is the beginning of it. That beautiful house that you, um, you want to design for yourself and have a builder um, construct. You know, you're, you're, the picture you're seeing in your mind is a picture of beautiful furnitures. All of the rooms are laid out just like you had it in your mind. But before you go up, before you open that door and lay your eyes on those beautiful furniture and all those things, a nice kitchen that you're going to prepare, so many delicious meals, before you do that, by the grace of God, we are going down into the ground, into the foundation. We're going to take you down there and show you the dirt that, is, that, that has to be um, you know, dug up and the concrete that has to be laid with precision. Right? This is where we are now in our faith. This is what we are constructing. In a previous season, the enemy has come and defeated the thought process that we had. Why? The foundation. So we're going back now. You know, uh, when you have a, a flood in your basement and you got to call experts to come and they have to go back and find out where is it that you're having the leak in your basement. That's what we're doing. That's not to say that what you've laid before um, didn't have value. No, a lot of value there. What got started in you had a lot of value. There are, just, there are just a few things that we might have missed. We all miss. And we're going back. By the grace of God, we're going back. And we're digging up and seeing where is it that I missed, that the enemy is still attacking my life. And this time, we're going to get this thing fixed properly. So stay for the long haul. Don't let the enemy whisper and discourage you week to week, month to month. He, he, didn't, he couldn't discourage you when you were going to school trying to get your education or when you're trying to accomplish anything of value. Don't let him uh, discourage you when it comes on to the things of God either. Find the inspiration. Find the energy. That's why God gave us the first commandment, which is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. However, uh, way it's written. Grab a hold of what is it that God wants you to do first, which is to love him, have fellowship and relationship with him. Firstly, that is the whole reason that mankind is on this planet and then every other scholar uh, you know intellectual came after and presented something else to mankind and we have bought into that to our, to our uh, destruction to our, our hurt we have bought into a lot of these influences that are not worth a dollar and a dollar and fifty cents and even though they are, many of them are paid for the education that they have they studied it uh, but it was written by demons and they propagated it via books and TV programs and internet articles. And, and, and then convinced many um, people in our cities, in our towns, that there is no God. And, and beyond that, they're actually influencing the Christian. Forget about the world. They're now influencing the Christ Christians. We're allowing them to influence us. And now, you know, God is saying in this thing, you take your power back. 
take who you are in me back. Take it back in totality. Don't play around with the devil. Don't fraternize with evil. Don't let the thought process of the world. Christians are depending too much on the, the world system. And we have, we have more wisdom than them. The people that you're going to, to give you ideas, to give you with your issues, we are smarter than them. We're way more intelligent than them. They should come at our, our door, knock, and say, beg you, help me. When we understand who we are, when we understand what God has spoken about us, we are going to understand that we are the dominant force on planet Earth, period. The dominant force. We are the ones with the knowledge that, is, uh, that has any value. Christians, we are, when we are truly walking in who we are, that's why Jesus Christ could come all by himself. He didn't bring an army. One man. In him dwell the fullness of the Godhead bodily. One man filled with the spirit of God. Dismantle and destroy the whole earth and the systems of the earth that was down here. That seemed as, seemed as if it has any value. And he now begin to. Whenever you confess him and receive him, he now begins the same process in you and I. Okay. we have that one taken care of yeah so this is what we're about so every moment that we step we spend don't worry about the distractions guys we got big business to take care of this morning every moment that we spend together is going to be about defeating dismantling every plan of the enemy we're he wants to play a game and we're and i'm saying yeah let's play you know god created us for warfare he created us for war. Spiritual people. Not to go, not the ones that they're fighting with bombs and guns. That's that's the satanic kingdom that destroys. Jesus said, I'm come to give life and to give it more abundantly. We understand who we're warring against. Don't worry about the people around you that are saying the wrong thing. It's spirits that are causing them to say these things. You just continue to grow in God. So, so we're gonna I'm gonna wrap up uh, hopefully uh, between this week and next week, and uh, we're gonna wrap up the the series on the foundational truths listed in uh, Hebrews six from uh, uh, one to uh, three. We're gonna wrap it up uh, next week. We have all of them on po podcast on the website for those people who want to go back and you know reference and just have an idea what is it that we were going through. Because once you once you cement these truths, not just hear them. Don't be a hearer only. Be a doer. Insist when you hear these messages that God give you the position of them. Not that, not that you hear them and then tomorrow, you know, I, I, I have conversations with people and I watch their body language. I don't listen too much about the words, but I'm, I'm tuning into the spirit. And I watch, you know, we give away ourselves by the, with, with our hands, with our eyes, with our expressions. We give them away. Right? So I'm... I'm talking to someone and I'm and I'm actually assessing whether or not the message that um, they listened to last week had an effect on them or you know what Monday they didn't even last Tuesday and sometimes they don't even last Tuesday and when I'm having the personal conversation I have to go back over the lesson one more time right here in front of them and you end up now preaching one message 
uh, on Sunday and then and then preach and then going over the same message five times, six times during the week. Right? But it takes it takes sometimes it takes that. Sometimes we have to go over these things before they really begin to they really begin to speak to us. But let these messages speak to you and you will overcome and you will find yourself next year you'll be a different person in Jesus Christ. Totally, you'll have a different relationship, a different intimacy with him. You're, you're, you hearing his voice will not be the issue anymore and obeying his will. So today we're going to talk about resurrection of the dead, part two. Resurrection of the dead, part two. But let me just quickly read um, the, the scripture from which we are basing all of these uh, foundational teachings from. So we can have, uh, you know, the, the word of God attesting to this being true. Hebrews 6. I will read from one to three. I'm gonna get Kim to uh, to read this if you guys don't mind. Sure. So so you got, you guys don't hear me talking all the time, right? Sure. It says, "Leaving therefore the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God, of the doctrine of baptism and of laying on of hands and of resurrection of the dead." and of eternal judgment and this will we do if christ awesome we have a lot of background noise i think people doing long distance calling all different kinds of stuff is going on here if we all could get you just uh mute your mute okay i think i got one there awesome why are you laughing about technique i see you <laughs> yeah so uh, hebrews 6 1 to 3 that's what it says there so let's go so we're on uh, resurrection of the dead part 2 resurrection of the dead part 2 and let's read first uh, thessalonians 4 and we'll read 16 and 17 first thessalonians 4 16 and 17 i know that that book in the bible is not spoken up a lot so i'll give you uh, just a moment to find that scripture it says for the lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout the lord himself shall de de descend from heaven with a shout that answers a lot of questions for, for a few people right there and how is it that we're going to know when jesus christ returns that's it boom the lord himself shall descend from heaven let no man say that he's in this country or that country or this place or that place it will be something that everybody will see so such a spectacular return, supernatural return out of the sky with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Who is going to be risen? The dead in Christ, Christians, who, who, um, their physical bodies uh, will be risen in that moment. When you die, your soul goes to heaven, if that's where you're going, or goes to hell, if that's where you're going, but your physical body goes into the ground. But when the Lord Jesus Christ uh, returns, those who are saved, those who died in Christ, they will, the dead in Christ shall be raised first. So those who are in hell will not be resurrected in that moment. This is not for them. There is a different resurrection for, for, for that, those, and we will go into that after. It says, verses 17, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Talking about those people who will be physically alive when the Lord returns. Right? And so shall we ever be with the Lord. 
So we are going through all of the resurrection, right? The, the future resurrection of all in the graves, in the grave. The Bible reference reveals two things about all human beings. One, all will experience the resurrection of the dead. All will experience eternal judgment. And we need to um, walk in this physical existence with that reality with that reality, with that spiritual reality. That's what we're talking about. Walking with the mindfulness about the things of God, the things of, that Jesus Christ paid such a price to, so that they can be expressed to us with um, power, going to that cross. You know, these things are not to be taken lightly. We're not supposed to hear these things and then forget these things. They, we, are, we Christians, are the, our code of conduct is not the same code of conduct that they have in the world or existence in terms of how we what we believe and then that belief system what it allows us to do or it allows us to live our lives uh it, it 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 will not be in agreement with what we see outside and for that we must continue to fill ourselves with the word of god that's why we must be a part of the body of christ a part of the body of christ and we must be cons consistently feeding Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Not by bread alone. So when you're in the world, they, the world is only telling you that you're a physical being. And you should uh, just focus on physical food and material needs. Get all you can, can all you get, and then sit on the can. You look good when you have a lot. And we're saying, no, but the, the, this kingdom tells you now to re-engineer the mentality. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all of his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. So the Christian is, is seeking God first. This system will get you all caught up in, you know, even for example, when you take on financial um, burdens, they're supposed to be led by the Lord. If you take on financial, you know, commitments too quickly, they actually can burden you down in such a way that you no longer have the time to pray and fellowship with God because your these bills has to be, have to be paid. And that's why we, we are big proponents of praying and, and seeking God and asking him before we make big financial commitments. Now, if, if, you know, obviously when you come to the Lord, we have all made many decisions prior to that. And we have to, we have to now begin to move from where we are. We cannot undo some of the things that have happened. And now all we're doing is now giving these things to the Lord. So wherever we are, we're saying submit everything to Jesus Christ. This is not to say that you cannot, God cannot redeem you because he will redeem you from those, um, you know, the bad decisions that we made um, before we knew him. Okay. Uh, so, so Jesus said concerning the future resurrection. Let's read John 5. I will read 28 to 29. John 5, 28 to 29. Yeah, that's. St. John, yeah. And it says, Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in the which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice and shall come forth. What, a, what an amazing statement here. All that are in the graves shall hear his voice and shall come forth. My God, that is power right there. For, for the Lord to come back and speak to dead and they begin to get up out of the grave. They that have done unto the resurrection of life, 
and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. My God, let it not be said that anybody who is on here this morning or who will ever hear this message is counting among, among them that are going to be in the resurrection of damnation. It, you know, eliminate yourself out of that group today. Now, make if you haven't done so, do it now and don't go back. This is your invitation. You know, truly, we should hear this message of Jesus Christ. He's so merciful. He's so good that he will cause one person to hear this message over and over and over. That's his goodness. That is great. That's his grace. But, you know, I made a decision for the Lord Jesus Christ, and I don't intend on, get, on going back on that. I'm, I don't want to lay no foundation for even for uh, salvation. You can lay the foundation for salvation again, like what we're talking about. Laying the foundation for the foundational principles, you can actually lay the foundation for salvation by backsliding. I don't want to find myself uh, in that group so long as I breathe on this planet. My God, I thank God, uh, you know, that that blood um, paid for, and I'm in uh, understanding of that. And I make my decision. Make your decision that you're going to be among those that are resurrected, the, uh, that are among the those that are firstly resurrected, not the second. All right. Second uh, Corinthians 15, 22. Paul says, he says, for as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. So we know because of the original sin of Adam, death came on all men. Because of death and resurrection of Jesus, because of the death and resurrection of Jesus, all men will die physically and later be resurrected. And what are the exceptions to the resurrection? There will be a few exceptions to the or a single exception to the resurrection. And that is described in 1 Corinthians 15, 51 to 53. It says, Behold, 1 Corinthians 15, 51 to 53. It says, Behold, I show you a mystery. This is Paul speaking, and he says, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorrupt incorruptible, and we shall be changed. We being changed is referring to those believers at that time when that trumpet is sound, when the Lord returns, are alive. They're, they're, they will be changed into their new body. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. These are scriptural truths that every believer must know. We must know these things, we must understand these things, just like how you understand that what is necessary for you to do at your work? What, what is, why is it that they're paying your salary? Because they have given you some tasks to do throughout the week. And upon completion of those tasks in a satisfactory way, we all continue to get that paycheck, right? So when it comes down to the spirit element of you, we need to know what it is that we need to do, know that will cause us to be saved. Let's read uh, Luke uh, 16, 22 to 26. And this is, uh, uh, yeah, Luke 16, 22 to 26. It says, and it came to pass that the beggar died. And many of us are familiar with this, uh, with this um, Bible story. And was carried by the angels into, the, into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell, he lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and see Abraham far off and Lazarus in his bosom. 
And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in, in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted and thou art tormented. And beside all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot. Neither can they pass unto us that would come from thence. So this is actually explaining what happened under the old covenant to people after they died. And then we're going to contrast that with what happened in the New Testament, just to give understanding to that. So when someone died under the old covenant, where did their, where, is, where is it that their soul went? We know those who died unbelievers, that their soul, they immediately they went to hell. But where is it that the guys like Abraham and Moses and David and so forth, where did their spirits go? Where did they, their soul end up, ended up? And this is the place. This is what is being expounded on here by the Lord in Luke 16. So that we can have understanding that there, there was a place under the earth that the spirits of uh, Abraham went and uh, all those who were in uh, who knew the Lord and served the Lord and they and then hell was a far off distance there was a great space chasm right in between that uh, them and here we find two people that went down there the rich man and Lazarus now the rich man basically the Bible is saying that he lived a life that was not consistent with God's ways and he went to Sheol he went to hell and Lazarus went over to Abraham's bosom. And the rich man was crying out and asking Lazarus to bring him some water. And he was saying, it's impossible to do so because you're so far away. But it was being explained, why is it that he ended up there? So that's how it ended up, uh, how, you, how it went under the old covenant. But after the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, all of that changed. And we, we, we'll go through some scriptures just to... Um, to prove that. Uh, let's look at uh, Ephesians 4 and 9 to 10. Ephesians 4 and 9 to 10. It says, Know that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower part of the earth? Talking about Jesus after he was crucified. It, now he ascended, he's in a, an ascension position now up in heaven. But first he went down. He that descended in this is the same also that ascended up far above all heaven, that he might fill all things. Before is that Jesus told the dying thief who repented in Luke 23, verses 43. Before is that Jesus said this to the thief on the cross. He said, today shall thou be with me in paradise. Today shall thou be with me in paradise. So the spirit of Jesus descended into show the place of all departed spirits. First, he went to the place of the spirits of, of the righteous, which is where Abraham's and, and them were at that point. This was called paradise or Abraham's bosom. And there are many um, Bible scriptures actually support this. We're just going through a, a few here. From, from paradise, Jesus went into the sea, into the air of Shoal reserved for the wicked spirits. So he went there to announce to the principalities and to the powers there that there was a new sheriff in town, Freeman, that he had taken 
the keys and taking the victory back from Satan, which he had gotten in the Garden of Eden. And he took he took those souls and he and he, and they all on that day they went up to heaven. That's why he was saying to the thief that today you shall be with me in paradise. This is actually what the Bible is actually saying. But the new pattern, the, the, the events between the death and the resurrection of Jesus set a new pattern for the destiny of righteous souls. And we're going to look into scripture. The scripture actually gives you, um, shows you what takes place in this time, in this season, under the new, new covenant. Let's read Acts 7, 55 to 56. It says, but he, Stephen, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God and said, behold, I see the heaven. So this is Stephen, the first martyr, was being stoned. And in the midst of being stoned, he's actually seeing this and he's actually speaking and said, behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Moments before Stephen, that Stephen saw a vision of Jesus in heaven at the right hand of the Father, the right hand of God. His words, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit indicate he knew that immediately upon death his soul and spirit would go directly to heaven and that's what really what happens to a believer even though there will be a body a bodily resurrection at the end but your your soul is immediately trans, uh, transported to heaven upon and uh, many people have actually experienced this when the lord has you know i know a lot of people have issues with the supernatural right and maybe if, if we were discussing these things maybe 50 years ago, you know, many people would, would say this is actually heresy, right? But, you know, that's why God has downloaded revelation over the, uh, to the church uh, gradually, just kind of gradually, because even the Holy Spirit that we so easily are open to the ministry of the Holy Spirit in 2020, if we had gone back even 20, 30 years ago, many parts of the church they just like they, they were saying that this was not of god as it, it's actually crazy to think that people would think that and it's clearly written in scripture you wonder if they actually were reading the word are they are they really cared about the word of god because these things are so clearly written out in scripture right so we we now can begin to have conversations about these deeper truths because of uh, certain other revelations that God has given to the church. All right. So let's read Second uh, Corinthians uh, verses five, and we'll read six and seven. Second Corinthians five six or six to eight, and this is Paul speaking, and he said, "Therefore we are always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord." We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord, which is talking about an immediate thing. Absent from the body, present from the Lord. And 
anytime like, the Lord has, um, like I've said, many people have experienced this, like the Lord has, you know, taken their spirits, or even my own son, that has happened to him. The Lord took his uh, spirit out of his body, and he saw himself in the, um, being aware, and saw his body there. So we have to understand that we're a triune being. It's just that we're just a lot of the time conditioned to think that we're just a physical being. But when we begin to inspect the word of God, it, it speaks a lot about who we are. And to truly begin to get a grasp of who we are, we have to go to the word of God. We have to have this born again experience. And then we now have to open up our mind to the truth of God's world, word being downloaded to revelation from, from the spirit of God. That's why what Jesus was speaking to the Pharisees was so foreign, even though they spent so much time in the world, day and night. They, they said of a, of a Pharisees that if you were supposed to get the five first book of Moses, the Torah, for example, and, and put a nail right through it, that they could tell you every word and destroy words going down. They would tell you every word that was missing. If it took Bible study and intellectual prowess to... Um, know the things of God, they would have been number one. But when the Lord Jesus came, Christ came, the fishermen were closer to God than them. How is it? Right? These things have to come by revelation. And that's why Paul, after he really encountered Jesus Christ, he, he gave, um, you know, he explained what happened to him. When it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his son in me. He said, I confer not with flesh and blood. He had already conferred with flesh and blood because he was the disciple of a Pharisee. Gamaliel was one of the star Pharisees back then. And Paul the Apostle sat under his tutelage. And he said he was way, he uh, actually was more zealous than his fellow uh, Pharisees, than his own countrymen. Being more exceedingly zealous. He had more desire for the things of God. So he, he outshone them through his dedication, through his study, and through the, even the passion to prosecute the church of Jesus Christ. And yet still he was 100% wrong. And in a moment's time, and encountering Jesus Christ, everything changed at that moment. And look at the depth of where his spirit went. You see why we have no excuses in this season. Look at Saul, who became Paul. And think about the transformation that happened in him. And it, it happened so much in him that many of the things that he actually experienced, spiritual things. He said, I know a man about 14 years ago, whether in the body or out, the body, out of the body, I know not. Such a man was caught up into the third heaven. What do you think he saw up there? Things that were unspeakable. Things that he could not come back and share. Because they, now the, even the apostles would tell him that, you know, we know you're crazy. This is what the spirit realm is. Deep mysteries, deep things that God can actually begin to download to us. But this is, this is when we truly commit ourselves to the Lord. This is when we apply these, all of these truths in scripture and we truly give ourselves to Jesus. We can be a part of the, the, this dark world, right? And then have an in, intimacy with Jesus Christ. Light and darkness can coexist. One has to go. And that's what God begins, the word of God is beginning to do in, inside of us. Separation. The, the word of God, the Bible says, is quick and powerful, 
sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit, and the bone and the bone marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts of men. You see, that, that surgery, that spiritual surgery that God wants to do in us, the resistance to that being completed is our is us, this body, and the mind that is associated with this body. We must die and allow God to use us. Can you imagine if every Christian on the planet was activated like Jesus Christ was activated, was activated like Paul was activated and Peter was activated? If they were shaken, the nations, men, few, what would be what would be happening on planet Earth? You see what God wants to do in us. This is what the Lord wants to do in us in this in this age, and this is what God has called us into. Do not despise small beginnings. You have to begin somewhere. What will be what will we look like in six months? What, six months time. What will we look like in one year or two years when we begin to uh, encounter the eighteen, nineteen, and twenty-year-old and the thirty-year-old? And the 40 and the 50 year old in London and in Canada and even beyond and begin to speak these truths. And many of you are going to be doing it. Some of you guys are going to be doing it. You know, I can't wait for somebody else to take the, you know, this series and get ready to teach it, teach it to others. That's the whole idea. This is not uh, the selfish type of way where, oh, you know, I, I just want to be the one that, um, no, I, I'm, I'm, I can't wait for somebody else to do it because. So many people are out here. We need many people to be teaching these truths. Allow God to prepare you. So when you open your mouth, the wisdom of God will come out of you. The wisdom of God will not come out of us when we have not been transformed, when we have not been changed. So like I was saying, allow this process to, um, to, to continue. Let's go to Philippians uh, 1 and we'll read from 21 to 24. Philippians 1, 21 to 24. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And let's meditate on that just a little bit. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. So if I'm going to exist on this planet, it's, it has to be Jesus living through me. If I die, I go to the Lord. My old ex This is what we, we should be. We should take Take directions from Paul. He says, but if, I live in, if I, but if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. What is the fruit of my labor? Salvations, healing, people being blessed, people coming into the knowledge of Jesus Christ. If we dare to breathe breath today, it is because God wants us to, and we should serve him. Right? Yet, what I shall choose, I want not, for I am in a strait betwixt two. Having a, that the desire to depart, the man was like so much into his spirit that he's saying, what am I doing on this planet? But there's, there is a need for me on this planet. Hello. There is a need for me on this planet. For I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Now you know that, that this was a man. That was, right? This was a man that was mature to be speaking like this. What is it that he had allowed God to do in him? He had allowed God to renew his mind in totality. And he had given up his own thought process. He was not, no longer easily offended. 
easily hurt. He had gone beyond that. But we can go beyond this level. It says, nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. So if he stuck around, he could impart more to the church. He could build up the believers that were around him. And therefore, he chose that over the party. Right? So let's talk about uh, the three stages. Uh, really quick again, about of the resurrection. Three stages. One, the first. The first resurrection of the dead was that of Jesus. And it says in 1 Corinthians 15, 22 to 24. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order. Christ the first fruits. So Jesus Christ, the first, that's what he's saying, the first fruits. He's the first one from the dead. Right? Afterwards, they that are Christ at his coming, when he returns. That's a physical resurrection we're talking about. Then come at the end when he Christ shall have delivered of the kingdom of God, even the Father, when he when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and powers. So that was the first resurrection we're talking about, uh, Jesus Christ. Let's go to Acts twenty four fifteen. It says and and have hope towards God, which they themselves also allow, that there shall be a resurrection of the dead both of the just and of the unjust there will be a resurrection of the dead every funeral that you've ever been to every person that you've seen gone down there consider that they will be resurrected at some point that's what the lord jesus christ spoke about we are here discussing what jesus spoke about imagine every person that ever existed I don't know how the earth is going to hold all of these people. My God. All I know is that I want to be counted among those that are going the right direction. And I want to spend the time here, the time that I, the Lord permit me to be on this earth. I wanted to uh, be him to use me to save uh, more people so that our life actually have value, bear spiritual fruits, so that people can be saved. Right? Let's read. Uh, John 5, verses 25. It says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. You know, Jesus already raised the dead, opened blind eyes. We know he's capable of doing this. There is something about Jesus that gives him power, gives him authority. That whenever he speaks, there's a performance. There's a power that causes a performance to the things that he spoke. Every, every dead person shall get up. Lazarus, it won't be Lazarus come forth this time. It will be every dead person. Marvel not that I, not, marvel not at this. He's warning you. Because this can be, seem to, you know, we have watched too many uh, comics. So, you know, too many... Uh, Superman and uh, and the Hulk and so forth like that. This is the only uh, time we begin to see anything supernatural. So he's saying, marvel not at this because it's a supernatural phenomenon. Marvel not at it. For the hour is coming in the which all that are in the grave shall hear his voice and shall comfort they that have done good unto the resurrection of life and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. The resurrection of damnation. So the resurrection of Jesus was the first. 
The resurrection of believers is the second stage. And what is the third? The third, the third stage of resurrection of the dead is called the end. The resurrection occurs. This resurrection occurs at the end of Christ's early reign of 1,000 years. So Jesus is going to return to the, to the earth, like we said, with a shout. And the dead in Christ shall rise, but not the unjust. And Jesus will actually be on the earth, ruling over the earth for 1,000 years, for 1,000 years. It's after this thousand years is finished that the resurrection of damnation will take place after this thousand, thousand year rule of Jesus Christ. We want to, when that happens, we want to be around to rule and reign with Jesus Christ in this thousand years period. The resurrection of the unjust. First Thessalonians 4, 13 to 18. Like I said, this is a very detailed study and that's what we're going to be providing booklets um you know or pdfs so after we're finished last week being next week being the, the last of this series we will provide booklets so you can go over this why are we doing this foundational thing we are going to be talking a lot about gifts we're going to be talking a lot about anointing and how now the gifts of the holy spirit and the fruits of the holy spirit also because it's a there's a balance in everything in the word of God. And we're making sure, because I know that uh, people are anointed. But uh, uh, the anointing is the power of God. The anointing is the power of God that can come on you to heal someone. We pray for people all the time and they get healed. I'm not healing anyone. I'm not big. I'm, I don't worry about the anointing. I know that if people mature and become the people that God wants them to be, I know the anointing of God will follow to the sky and fall on them. That's not the problem. The problem is, change and transformation the problem is that person allowing jesus christ to to um, make them into his likeness and into his image because now we see anointed people that are not using that anointing to give bring glory to god they're using it to build big churches or they're using it to show people how the power of god flows through them in a flamboyant way promoting the flesh so what are we doing here we're focused focusing on the growth that is necessary for that anointing to be a blessing to God. I believe that's what the, the, um, we should focus on more. I don't ask God for, oh, Lord, give me the power to do such and such and such. No, I say, Lord, give me the grace to go to, to um, go through the process that you're taking me through so that I can be a blessing after you anoint me. I don't want to be anointed like Satan and be a rebel. Because Satan is anointed too, using the power of God to do all of what he's doing. So we are, we are um, focused on growth. We're focused on transformation, transformation, a transformed Christian, a transformed believer will bring, you know, Jesus said in a, a certain scripture that many will come to me on that day saying, Lord, Lord, didn't we cast out demons in your name and do many great works in your name? And he will say, he will say unto them, depart from me, I knew you not. What, where was this power that were, they were using? You see, God is faithful to his promises. And the, the gifts I'm calling up God are irrevocable. The Lord can anoint you and you can go and heal people, but you're not saved. Don't look only on the words that comes from a person's mouth. Or they, can, they have a, um, an anointing to pray. But if you check their life, there's no fruit. There's no love. You see, this is what we're inspecting. You shall know them by what? You shall know them by, their, by the power that, of God on them. 
No, you shall know them by the fruits. So you see, this is the process of, of that we are to allow the Lord to undertake in us. And we're 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 expounding on this. The anointing will come on you. Just focus on growth, focus on transformation, focus on intimacy with Jesus Christ. And all of these things. You will be blessed. You know, when you're when your mind is uh, renewed and you begin to pray and ask God, when, you have a, when you're praying from a renewed mind, do you think that God will, will answer your prayers? Absolutely. Why? Because when you have a renewed mind, you're praying God's will. When you're praying from the, the old man, you're praying for carnal things. But when you allow the Lord to renew your mind, the words that come out of your mouth in prayer to God are being inspired by him from you, your mere vessel. And that's when your prayers will be answered. You can ask the Lord for, for millions of dollars. At that point, you'll get the millions of dollars. Why? God already knows what you're going to do with the money out there. But if you ask the Lord, if you ask the Lord for that money under the old man, it's going to be a, like, no. You're just going to get enough for, for your, you know, as the Lord is so kind and gracious. He just gives you enough to go to the grocery stores. But that abundance, it's not going to come. We want that abundance to come in your life. So just, you know, focus on these lessons. We are, I am focused on these things. I am monitoring my thought life to make sure that it's clean, to make sure that I'm not thinking um, negative thoughts about people. Constantly I'm trying to do this. Babysitting my soul, like uh, another preacher calls it. Looking for those weeds, those negative thoughts that are trying to pop up in your brain and say, nope, that's not the mind of Christ. You got to go now. Out. First Thessalonians 4, 13 to 18. Said, but I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again. Even so, then also them also which sleep in Christ will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and, shall, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. You see how good the Lord is? These things are broken down in scripture for our comfort. And the book of Re Revelation provides an additional record of the resurrection of the righteous. It, these things are spoken of um, in many different books in the Bible. Romans, uh, Revelation 20, 4 to 6. Revelation 20 from verses 4 to 6 it says, And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus. The Stephens. Which is the first martyr. And for the word of God, which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads, or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Back to the thousand years that I just um, spoke there. But the rest of the dead, which lived not until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. 
said, blessed and holy is he that had part in the first resurrection. You see how fortunate we are here today? Everyone that is here, how fortunate we are that we're actually hearing this, that we can be among those that are resurrected first. Cement yourself in there. The Bible even gives us, a, a, you know, it talks about our new bodies, the, the bodies of the new believer. 1 Corinthians 15 and verses 38. You can make a note of the scripture. You can read it over after. It says, but God, but God giveth it a body as it had pleased him. And to every seed is sown his own body. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15 verses 43, just a few down. It says, it is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. Talking about our physical body. Right? That that um we 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 live we we have sicknesses all different type of things are happening and then eventually we die and that body decays but when we rise it is raised in glory it is sown in weakness it is raised in power a spiritual body the bible even tells us what kind of body we're going to have verses 44 it is sown a natural body physical right it is raised a spiritual body there is a natural body and there's a spiritual body. First uh, Corinthians 15, 43b, it says, it is sown in infirmity and weakness. It is resurrected in strength and endued with power. What a future we have. What a future we have. And what, what are we working out now? We are working out our salvation. We're working out our future right now. That's what we're doing. The Bible said to work out your salvation with fear and trembling that means be sober-minded that means don't hear this gospel message and take it for granted that means don't be one of those examples that when jesus explained that parable about the store don't allow the enemy to uh wave uh, a million dollars before you and that is what you you sell your soul for our fame our certain approval from a certain group of people because you want to be friends with them don't trade your new body for anything. And the fact that you can live on in eternity. Not worried about, oh, you know, I got to accomplish this in so much time. Because I'm only going to live and be on this earth for so much time. No. Infinity. Unending. That's who we are in Christ. We were actually created by God with that in mind. From the very beginning. Except for that old serpent. Let's read uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 52 to 54. For the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal body must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is, that is written. Death is swallowed up in victory. That's what Jesus did for every, every one of us here this morning. Death is swallowed up in victory. That's why I was saying a few weeks ago that when you come to Jesus Christ, the, the reality, the idea of death is, is beyond you anymore. You can't die. Unless you're still thinking according to the old man. Unless you're still thinking that you're a physical being, then you just get absorbed in your physical body. But those who are spiritual begin to, to see that we live on to eternity. That you're going to be transported to um, heaven, being a child of God, and you're going to be aware of it. 
you're going to know who you are in a, with a spiritual sense. That is amazing. That's how much the Lord uh, did for us. It's not like the Lord just said, okay, you know, you get saved and then you go down into the grave and who knows? It could be, we're what, 2,000 years since Jesus has been um, crucified and resurrected. And then it's going to be, oh, we're just going to, uh, let's say it's another 200 years before the Lord comes. Then it'll be like 2,200 years we're under the earth are just bones. Like, no, that's not, not even the plan that God has. And scripture, these scriptures are written with that in mind. First Corinthians 15, 20 says, but now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruit, the first fruit of them that slept, the first. That means it's not the end of it there, right? And now this is the place that we don't want to find ourselves. The resurrection of the angels. Don't find yourself in, uh, in this place. Do, please, you know, don't find yourself in this in this place. Fight, fight for your salvation, for your salvation, right? Fight for your loved one's salvation. The last resurrection is described by Paul in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 24. He calls it the end. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 24. And we're going to wrap this up uh, very uh, quickly. He calls it the end. All right, let's read. Actually, let's read from Ephesians 1, 9 to 10. Ephesians 1, 9 to 10. It says, Having made known unto us the mystery of his will, the mystery of his will, he, he gave it to us by revelation, in his word, and then revealed by the Holy Spirit, according to his good pleasure, which he had purposed in, his, in himself. All of what we're saying here, God had purposed this. This is God's desire, God's will. He says that in the dispensation of the fullness of time, he might gather together in one all things in Christ. That's why everything is all of the blessings of salvation, of healing, of intimacy with the Father is in Christ. Everything, all of God's promises are yes and amen, only in Christ. Both which are in heaven and which are on the earth. Now let's read, this is the dangerous part. Now let's read Revelations 27 to 10. Revelations 27 to 10. And when the thousand years are over, Satan will be loosed. So Satan was bound when the Lord Jesus Christ returned to the earth. These are spiritual things. We will get it over time. You might not get the whole thing. You know, I didn't exactly understand, you know, quite frankly, it took me a while to get a lot of these things. I was like, are they not? They're not talking my language. This thing really comes by revelation. This thing comes by you going after it. But you know, you grasp a little bit here, you grasp a little bit there, just like any other topic. And before you know it, you go, oh. And you pray to the Lord and ask him to open up your understanding. You go, oh, I got it. That's what this thing is about. And when the thousand years are over, Satan will be loose and shall go out to deceive the nations. Here we are. Here that old serpent, that old wicked, right? The minute that is loose. You go back to the very same way he left off previously. He's a, the, the Jesus said to him that he's the father of lies. He's the author of lies and a liar from the beginning. And shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth. So the Lord Jesus Christ came for a thousand years and he reigned. And can you imagine 
how beautiful the earth is under the leadership of Jesus Christ. And now the thousand years are up and here comes the enemy. Again, ready to destroy what the Lord did. To gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. And the, the, the surprising thing here is that man is actually going to shake hand with the devil again and, and go up against God for this massive battle, which is now the end. And they went up into the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints all about and the beloved city. And fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. And God will say, uh-uh, not this time. This is the end. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake, uh, into the lake of fire and brimstone and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. God is going to put this thing to rest. And we must choose where we want to go. Do we really want to know hope with the devil? And all of that, that, that lake of fire was actually created for them because they disobeyed God and tried to overthrow God in heaven. Can you imagine the impertinence? Man need now to humble himself. We need now to humble ourselves and not let pride, which is what caused Satan to think that he could do this. Pride, arrogance, because of the blessing that God had blessed him, because the way the Lord constructed him. God is so good. That he would make, make him to be like that. But he allowed it to well up into pride. And this cost him everything. But now we must make sure that, that you know, like he doesn't influence us. That he doesn't disciple us. Instead of Jesus Christ discipling us. Don't let the devil disciple you. Right, that's what we're saying this morning. Uh, let's read the um, last scripture is uh, Revelation 20. We'll read 11 to 15. John described the final resurrection of all remaining dead. So we spoke about the resurrection unto life. And this we're talking about the resurrection unto damnation. The people at this last, blessed and holy are they, which are a part of the resurrection, of the first resurrection. But it's bad news for this, this group of people here. Revelations 20, 11 to 15, it says, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. My God, this is now God in his zeal. That Andrade goes, I don't want to be with that part of it. Uh, no way. And I believe everybody else should say the same thing. I do not want to see that part of God. Hello? Let me see you. The, the mercy, let me see the blood of Jesus Christ. I thank God that that blood is dripping off of me right now. And allowing me not to be able to see this, this aspect of God. I'm too weak to deal with that, right? And I think we all, we should, uh, we're all too weak to deal with that part of God. And from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to their works. And the sea gave up their dead. Wow. Every person that was on a vessel on the sea will be, will, or was swimming and they drowned. And the sea gave up the dead, which were in it. And, and death and hell delivered up the dead, which were in it. In other, you know that. And death and hell. Hell 
we're, we're talking about the lake of fire, which is at the end. But when a person dies who did not receive Jesus Christ, no, today, where do they go? They go to hell. They go to a place below the earth where they're being tormented by demons. But th that's just a, a temporary holding place. That is bad and really terrible. And, and some people, the Lord has permitted people to actually see these things. Um, why? So you can, we, they can come back and warn others. Uh, you know, change your ways. Don't don't go don't go down that road. Enter into the narrow way, not the wide. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell deli delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. We're talking about, we're dealing with the issue of salvation. Before we move on into anything having to do with power, before we move on into anything having to do with blessings, let's deal with the issue of salvation. That is the first thing that Jesus Christ wants us to deal with. Romans 10, 9 and 10. If you believe in your heart and profess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, after we have those kind of conversations, we begin, we can now talk to God about other things. This is what we need to deal with. And then lay the foundational things of discipleship, of ask, of, of finding out what it is that um, we need to change in our lives. Here comes a point where the Lord will move you on to begin to reveal all of what he wants to do in your life. He's, he has made accommodation for that. But do these things. Firstly, and then the blessings and the goodness. Then you can go before the Lord and begin to have conversations with him. Delight yourself in, in me and I will give you the desires of your heart. So we praise the Lord for this morning and uh, thank God that his word can give us such clarity, such understanding concerning our eternity. And concerning how he wants us to conduct his appearance on the earth now. I make it very uh we're just about here. And I'm, that's the message for this morning. Next week, we will wrap up the last lesson in this series. And then I will ask the Lord what, what we should do after. I really don't know. I don't assume to, you know, I just don't go, okay, you know, I understand uh, a little bit about the gifts. I can teach about the gifts or, or we can talk about the fruits. No, we're going to ask the Lord what he wants to do all right so take these lessons and like i said they're available on the podcast struggle fight your battle if you have to fight your battle uh but hang on to jesus ask him for help and then be humble just be humble don't take this uh you know this arrogant mentality of this generation we're so entitled and that the tv screen is a big factor in that everybody's complaining about everything and we have so many things that we don't have to wor worry about the more we get is the more we complain our the world system that is don't let this leaven of like the jesus was saying to the pharisees to the disciples don't let the leaven of the pharisees take you over don't let the leaven of the mentality that is on tv so you cannot humble yourself before the lord let's go back to let's go back to humility 
Let's go back to thankfulness. Let's go back to the basic things that we know to be true. Cast down every high thing. Lay before the Lord. I go, I like to lay on the carpet. Lord, should I kneel or should I lay? I just want to give that reverence. Help me, Lord, that no matter where you take me, that I will always be humble. That I, I will always be thankful. That I will always live a life that is pleasing to you first. That's the mental, that's the perspective that God wants us to have. Okay. I'll just uh Kimmy have anything to share? Sure. Um when you were speaking, what really popped out to me was um I was taken to Philippians 2, verse 12, and then the B part of it where it speaks about working out your own salvation with, with fear and trembling. Like that stood out to me so much. It's like, does that sound like, okay, once saved, always saved? Because I'm thinking also there is this grace message that is out there that the devil is blinding the Christians with. Like you're, you have been saved. You said, yes, you confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And then somewhere along the line, you had bit you backslid in a backslidden state. And then you're feeling now, okay, because I already profess Jesus as Lord, that I'm good. Everything is well with me. But that's not what the Bible is saying here, because it's saying work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. That is saying something totally different to me, that it's something that you have to work at each and every day. It's something that you have to physically do. You have to be mindful. You have to be alert. You have to be engaged in this, you know, in this um, walk of salvation. And then I was also thinking about uh, the death and the re resurrection and how death is so final because after death, there's no repentance in the grave at all. Like that is it. Because then I was going back to the rich men and Lazarus when Lazarus was saying, oh, just send the beggar man to just dip his hand in the water. And then when I was reading back in uh, Luke, it was saying that the rich man, how, how he was robed and everything and how wealthy he was. And the beggar was by his gate each and every day. He even had sores all over him and just hoping that um, the king would give him a crumb from his table. That's all the beggar wanted. And then after both died, it um, Jody mentioned the different places that they went to. The beggar went into Lazarus' bosom and um, the king, he was in aid. And in this state, he can remember what the beggar man looked like with the sores all over. And he was saying, not even a cup, forget about the cup, like have him dip his finger into some water just so he could touch my tongue. So it could ease this pain that I'm feeling here in hell. Hell is not a joke. I know that I've been hearing even about, you know, the coming back of the, the Lord. And I'm like, I've been hearing this for so long now, but that's also another deception. The devil wants to say, okay, you've been hearing that so long. It's just a fable. It's just a, um, a fairy tale, but hell is not a fairy tale, people. It's not, it's real. It's so real. And we need to come to this consciousness that hell is real. And we have to get up and we have to fight each and every day for this faith that we profess. Every day we, when we get up off the bed, we have to say yes and just, you know, live and fight another day because the Lord and the Holy Spirit is there with us. And um, with this, that's why the Lord tells us to go into the world and to preach this, this good news, this message to each and every soul because it is the end without god and death after and there's no repentance in the grave it's serious business and we have to take this out and share it to everyone just just think 
not even not even your worst enemy you want to see in hell because it is so terrible so just work out your fear your salvation with fear and trembling each and every day so that's what i wanted to share awesome point mm -hmm. praise god so now we would like to um 